Maverick News, the antivirus program for your mind. And now, the Freedom Reporters. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Maverick News Channel. It is Tuesday, January the 2nd, 2024. Whole new year ahead of us. And we have a lot to talk about tonight. The uh, list, the black book, Jeffrey Epstein's list. Uh, we don't have all of the names yet, but we're sitting here waiting in anticipation. We may well have them before the broadcast is out. And I will be joined in just a moment by uh, Joseph M. Leonard, our Freedom Reporter Extraordinaire from the Motor City, Detroit. Detroit. He'll uh, he'll chime in on this with us tonight. We also have some other top stories of the day. Um, where this will go tonight, I'm not really sure. We're kind of playing it by ear, winging it, and just a a free flow of information and hopefully truth. I'll be right back with Joseph right after this. Greetings, brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others out of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals, individuals, defenders of individual rights and freedoms, credible, trusted, grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow. Maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. Is watching. Okay, let's bring him in. Here he is. Welcome back, Joseph. How are you tonight? 
Yeah, you can see I got my 2024 USA glasses, and I'm not an idiot. I didn't get one that say Happy New Year, so that way I can use these again on the 4th of July. But the holes in these are so small, like my eyes will go crazy if I try to wear them very long. <laughs> very patriotic. <laughs> How was your Christmas and New Year? Pretty good, pretty good. I my parents are gone, grandparents are all gone. I have my sister left, so spent Christmas with her. And but I didn't do anything for New Year's. Uh, you know, I'm now way past that time of wanting to be out there anywhere near those lunatics out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I stayed home as well. Uh, don't need any of that craziness. I just don't have the uh, the desire. To do any of that stuff, man. I'm just happy. Well, we were on here actually all night. Um, and, uh, and we had a, a pretty good show that night with a lot of people joining in and just taking part in the conversation. And we have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. We'll talk about this uh, Jeffrey Epstein list, which is, you know, the, the top story of our day today. But so far, it looks like we still don't have it. What do you make of that we were told that it could was supposed to be released sometime today, but still no sign of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm. There's been false starts before to just teases, whatever. If they want a distraction, they can throw that out there and then pull it back later and try to get it to whitewash all the other news of the day. And uh, so, yeah, I doubt it'll be out. Although, you know, it, this isn't really new. We've seen the flight logs before. We've seen a partial list before. It, people have just kind of forgotten or try to call it conspiracy theory that, you know, those were actually false flag lists, you know. To, <laughs> uh, now, would, would anyone be surprised, and this is speculation on my point, if they actually all came out unredacted that Premier Blackface would be on there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would be a, a bombshell if uh, Prime Minister Trudeau was on that list. Wow. Well, he certainly uh, strikes me as a, you know, Lord knows, thinks he can do anything he damn well pleases and would be able to get away with it type. I mean, Prince Andrew, right, we know his name is on there and mm -hmm. went through all that. Of, of all people, Prince Andrew, the royalty, you would think at any time, at a moment's notice, he could call up, yeah, I want an unchartered, unregistered private jet. <laughs> Fuel it up, right. I'll tell you where I'm going when I get there. But yet, he's on the flight logs? Seriously? I mean, these now, like an Alan Dershowitz, and, and this will be the excuse they all try, that, well, they went down there for business. Yeah, uh-huh. Alan Dershowitz is a attorney. You know, we have Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment rights and other legal statutes of representation and ability to defend oneself in court the you know innocent till proven guilty so alan dershowitz has every right to say yes 
I've been there, whether you may not like that he decided to represent Epstein, but Epstein had the right to hire whatever counsel he wanted, and if Allen was, you know, I wish he wouldn't have, I don't think he should have, but somebody was going to do it, so he did it, so he had legitimate reasons. But Bill Clinton being on the flight longs about, what, 30-plus times, including Secret Service men who have been whistleblowers and saying, yeah, we know he's on there. We've taken him to the Lolita Express plane, and then he ditched the Secret Service detail. So uh, what's Bill Clinton's excuse? He just wanted to go down to have a nice steak with Jeffrey Epstein? Come on. Come on. Yeah. So why don't we just kind of push this story onto the back burner for the moment and uh, and we'll just let that simmer and maybe we'll get that list as the show progresses and we can talk about some of the other things that are going on today. Um, Let's discuss this situation in Rochester, New York, where we've seen media reports indicating that it might have been a terrorist attack. Um, what we're talking about here is uh, an exploding vehicle looked like it was loaded with explosives. What do you know about it, Joseph? Anything it, at all? It was supposedly loaded with 10 canisters of gasoline. So clearly it was intended to be an incendiary device, a form of an IED, an improvised explosive device. And we know, they've said, there is a suicide note. Now, whether that's a Giza, as I coined them, global Islamic jihadist interim army soldier, jihad Giza manifesto, or just a plain old suicide note, which is what they want to play it to be. I, in my opinion, this was indeed an attempted terrorist attack. It didn't kill very many, as far as I know so far. They say two were killed, uh, including the murder-suicide driver. And again... Two two people in a ride-sharing car were killed. Um, And then this was a Ford Expedition that was on fire, loaded with the gasoline. It um, it burst into flames. The driver of that vehicle also killed. So in total, three deaths. Yeah. Now, did the driver pick up a couple unsuspecting passengers and they were involved and caught up in this? Again, there's a lot of details to come out. But to me, They sound like unwilling hostages as part of a murder-suicide terrorist plot. Now, the FBI wants to downplay it because this is exactly the title of my book, Terror Strikes Coming Soon to a City Near You. That event, a lone wolf, one-off, there won't be any chatter. Uh, unless if the idiots online talking about it ahead of time, they could just decide to do it one day, pack a vehicle with uh, gasoline and whatever else might explode or burn, and like the Waukesha, Wisconsin parade. Remember the Christmas 
parade attack there. That was yep, definitely yep. a terrorist attack. Now, he would have been more effective had he done this, but he didn't do that. So the FBI wants to downplay it because this can create fear and paranoia that indeed, as my book says, to a city near you could happen anytime, any place, undetectable. If some nut job decides to just wake up one morning and decide to do it. But we so, need, to, need to see that suicide note. Right. So we are getting new information here tonight. And the suspect um, is 35-year-old Michael Avery from Syracuse, New York. He is identified as the driver who died in that rented Ford Expedition. Uh, there is actually video that police have obtained of him buying some of the supplies, the things that were used in this incident, attack, whatever you want to call it. Um, about a dozen gas cans, apparently. And uh, there's every indication that uh, from the evidence collected so far, he had been planning to do this based on the evidence collected so far for at least several days. But this is clearly something that could happen anytime, anyplace on the spur of the moment. Uh, he was rather stupid if now, because we're, we're talking about New Year's Eve here and New Year's Day, Apparently, he decided to have the idea and then wait because he wanted to impact the holiday. So that, again, further tells me this isn't just some average murder-suicide or anything like that. And the other thing, uh, before I forget, I want my whiteboard. I have written down murder-suicide vest. Now, there was no murder-suicide vest here. But my point is, when we're talking about these events, you can't leave out the murder part of the suicide attack. It's not a suicide attack. It's a murder-suicide attempt. And as I think, again, those two passengers probably were unwitting, unwilling, random participants participants I can't talk today <laughs> in this plot yeah and we have this video of the incident I mean that is horrific so not only was the the driver killed and then basically a suicide the two people in there as well now so we're lucky we're lucky this guy clearly uh is evil and stupid i like to say a lot of times with these terrorists uh, like with american fascocrats the left everywhere fascocrats they're usually evil not stupid this guy was evil and stupid thankfully, or he could have gone to a New Year's party anywhere and drove into a, a bar, just a bar, having a New Year's Eve party with that through the window and taken out a lot more people. So thankfully, this guy appears to have been stupid. 
you know, so he was, he barreled into this crowd that was filing out of the Kodak Center. So he tried, um, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and there was a Grateful Dead tribute band playing there. So there was a crowd. And uh, as opposed to probably, uh, I don't see a really good picture there. I do see some off to the right of that vehicle there. You could kind of see the cement barriers, not the barriers, but the stanchions or the pylons or the whatever the proper term. I should know the term, but I'm drawing a blank. But if you look at the front of that building, what best we can see it looks like he could have timed that, drove up onto the sidewalk and into that building and taken out a lot of people. But he just appears to have run into that vehicle. It seems like everything over the past year, well, not everything, but there, there seems to have been a lot of very <laughs> strange incidents over the past year. We had that guy who went into that amusement park i believe in colorado who was heavily armed was wearing body armor went into a washroom um spray painted on the wall i am not a killer and then committed suicide armed with a lot of guns it appeared he was there with the intention of you know conducting some sort of a mass shooting we saw that um house blow up uh, right near the White House, um, we saw that high-end Bentley automobile at New, uh, yeah at the New York Crossing. Right now, yeah. now that I, I it, it does appear was a a a, a not a, a carjacking gone wrong. That uh, a chase ensued. And they lost control, went up an embankment, and flew into that toll booth. So that, in my mind, clearly was not anything terrorist-related. Okay. It just happened there and landed up on the bridge as they were fleeing police, a stolen vehicle. But what bothers me the most still, that we hear very, well, we hear nothing about except me talking about it, do you remember when LAX was shut down for like two and a half, three days a few months ago? Mm -hmm. yeah. That was a terror attack on the electrical grid. They didn't attack LAX. They talked, they, they, oh, God almighty, I cannot talk today, Rick. They attacked the substation that fed the power to LAX. Our grid is weak. And yes. the Biden infrastructure money laundering bill, which was about money laundering things to his cronies rather than an infrastructure bill, did nothing, does nothing to address the need to harden our grill at grid and these private companies, private partner, uh, private government partnerships aren't going to be able to do this on their own. Uh, they're going to need part of an infrastructure bill in order to harden the grid so that uh, we don't have like what, uh, I forget when it was, the early 2000s, when the whole mid-eastern oh. part of the United States yep. went down. Because we were down here. Yep. there was a cascading effect where one part of the grid collapsed 
it short-circuited out another, which then dominoes effect. Yeah. And so we've known for decades that the the electrical grid is uh, vulnerable. quite possibly the, the most vulnerable part of our infrastructure and very susceptible to terror attacks, uh, either through cyber terrorism or physical attacks um, where, you know, key transformers and things like that could be taken out. And that kind of disruption can, as you say, cause a cascading effect and knock out power for days or even weeks on end. Yeah, the latest here is, I don't know if you've heard, since you mentioned cyber attacks, I don't go into, I don't have a chapter on cyber attacks and terror strikes coming soon to a city near you. I couldn't put everything in it because then it would be too big a book. It would be too costly for people to be able to afford on this bad economy. But lately, Iranians have been taking down, attacking Israeli equipment at water treatment facilities. You're shaking your head so you've heard this. Mm-hmm. Most people have not because the natural, normal, and the media just, whoa, see no, hear no, speak no. Yeah, I'm very concerned about what I think is coming. Because the potential of, of yeah. what could come anyway. Yeah, um, you know, really, really concerned about it because... We've got the vulnerable grid. We have all this immigration. We have open borders. We have this conflict between Israel and Hamas. Um, We have so many protests in the streets. We have information warfare and psyops ongoing online. We, I think, have um, really, and I hate to delve into the kind of the conspiracy theory area, but I am convinced that we have some sort of mind control, mind conditioning uh, sort of program going on where s- people are being targeted. People who are men- mentally vulnerable are being manipulated and and even abused and triggered at key moments when they want to trigger them to commit acts of violence. Yeah, um, no. Do I consider this MK Ultra? drug-induced hysteria. No, Uh, that's a thing. It's real. It's happened. But I think, like you're saying, there are so many people in the fringe and on the edge with all the mental illness that's out there in the nations right now. Uh, They don't need chemical mind control. They just plant these insane thoughts in these people's heads and they do stupid, crazy things. Uh, Before I go too much further, I want to say it's still cold out. So if you're not going to donate to Maverick News directly, send Rick and I some hot chocolate at least, okay? It is bleeping cold out now. It is. Yeah, I was. I had to go up and, and do a roof repair today, of oh. all things. Oh. <laughs> I yeah. So I. Yeah. It, it's it's getting cold finally. People were complaining. It's so warm over Christmas, and I'm I'm don't I'm so upset. It's not white. No white Christmas. I'm like, just enjoy it, man. Like, it's it, the the cold weather is coming, and here it is. Yeah. 
finally arrived. I was joking on social media because here in Michigan it was like 46 degrees on uh, Christmas Eve. So I was saying it's time for a song parody. It's no longer dashing through the snow. It's dashing through the fog because you couldn't see your hand in front of your face out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And here I have uh, pictures of the the victims, the, the two other people who were killed in that fiery crash. Let me see oh, that's, if I've got them here. This will be news to me. I've not seen this released yet. So this must have been released fairly recently. Yes. Let me just see if I can find it here for you. I had it here. Let me see if I can reclaim it. I'll regroup on that. So I yeah, the... My, uh, I got my USB wires all tangled over here. I just got the headphones today because I was telling you before the show, I had a $12 cheap pair of earbuds that were working great, but they don't have batteries in them or anything. But all of a sudden, I could barely hear anybody in it. It's like, so I guess I better get a real set of earphones and a good mic to go with my nice high-definition camera. And uh, I still charging it so i still got the usb cord tangled all around here trying to charge the head piece but yeah hope did i stall long enough for you to find it <laughs> yeah and before we get to that actually i think i've got a clip here of the rochester police chief david smith if you give me just a moment i think um, i should have stalled another 37 seconds <laughs> <laughs> that's okay well here maybe i've got it here no. Back here we go. Now I've got the picture of the victims. So this is Justina Hughes and Josh Orr um, killed in the West Ridge Road crash or attack, whatever you want to call it. Um, TBD to be determined. And again, yeah. I, I, I'm saying no matter if it was, it was like the uh, trans that shot up the school, they refused forever to release her trans manifesto about wanting to kill white Christians, you know, uh, terrorist attack. This, again, it could happen anywhere, anytime, any place. So they're going to want to downplay it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it looks like just a couple young people who happen... Yep to get in that ride share to go to maybe that place or someplace similar for for a New Year's party. Yeah, yeah. And they became victims. Scary stuff. You know, you, you sit there and you, you, uh, you just don't know what's going to happen when you climb into a car with somebody else, a stranger, you know? Yeah, that's where if, uh, like the... Uh, with Uber and uh, Lyft, uh, it, you want to build a rapport with some and try to keep getting that same driver so you know, at least you kind of known them, got to know them over time. But yeah, you, you never really know. 
And you know, that's why you don't hitchhike, right? But here we are. <laughs> oh, back in the 70s, everybody put the thumb up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, we learned lessons from that and now we're throwing that right out the window and we have <laughs> ride share. Everybody get into cars with people you don't know. Well, people think, seem to think these drivers are all vetted and, and, and obviously they are to some degree. Uh, the the service companies know they got a, a driver's license. At least they hope it's their actual driver's license. And they've checked that they've got insurance, right? But have they gone through a full security check like they need to be put through? Yeah. I mean, if I were just doing an average cab company, I'd do a thorough deep dive security check on every single person that got behind the wheel nowadays. But uh, I think people uh, incorrectly make the assumption, you know what they say about that, right? <laughs> that these people are thoroughly vetted. Eh, no, show up. I got a driver's license. Here's my insurance. Okay, sure. You can now drive for us. <laughs> here's the uh, here's the police chief. New York in his personal vehicle on or about December 27th and checked in at the Wood Spring Suites in the town of Greece. On December 29th at about 2.45 p.m., Avery rented the Ford Expedition from a car rental agency at the Rochester Airport. On December 30th, between 9 a.m. until about 6 p.m., Avery made at least a half dozen purchases of gasoline and gas containers from different locations throughout the Monroe County and Ontario County areas. Thus far, our information has shown he was alone when making these purchases. On January 1st, about 12.52 a.m., Avery was operating the rented Ford Expedition eastbound on Westridge Road. At about this time, two Rochester police officers assigned to the concert were on traffic posts and stopping traffic to allow for pedestrians to cross. At this time, Avery sped up, crossed into the oncoming lane of traffic, and appears to have intentionally been driving towards the pedestrian crossing. At about the same time, a rideshare vehicle containing two passengers in the back seat was pulling out of the theater parking lot and was struck by Avery's expedition. Yeah, now what he didn't say there, now again, that which tells me this is terrorism, premeditated, he was smart enough to know to go different places to buy the containers, not buy them all one place, which would have raised a quick, immediate red flag. Now, the other question he didn't say, though, were these bought on the same credit card? with cash so you don't trace it, different credit cards. So, again, a credit card company wouldn't see, ah, uh, this person is buying the same thing at 10 different locations. This is either fraud or we need to escalate this as potential terrorist suspicious activity. That didn't happen as far as we know. It may have, but again, something like this can happen so quickly. They don't have time to react. Yeah, here's another angle on what happened. I'll just bring this up so you can see this video. 
that's kind of far away still, so. Yeah. So police at this point say they have not found any link to anything else that gives them uh, a greater understanding of what the motivation behind this might have been. So I guess well, we are in a, sort of a holding pattern waiting to see, right? Well, they did say, and what I've seen, that he didn't mention it, but other places have reported that I hope are reliable sources, that there was a note. Now, again, whether that's a standard, I'm going to kill myself and I'm going to just take out two random people with me, or like you're suggesting, it looks like he was targeting that crowd at that place as well. So to me, I'm betting it's a Giza manifesto note. Can you explain what you mean by that? Like a, a Giza manifesto yeah, note? Yeah, well, the the main trend in the Middle East was like an Al-Qaeda or an ISIS, ISIL, or, you know, a lot of the more uh, coordinated uh, terror groups, per se, have what is... A, usually a manifesto video of their intent to commit jihad. It's a jihadi manifesto. Or like I say, I coined Giza, the term Global Islamic Jihadist Interim Army Soldiers. So mm -hmm. whether it's just your average run-of-the-mill, you know, I'm depressed and I want to end it all, which I doubt, or... It's really a Giza manifesto declaration of war, and I'm going to take out a crowd of people. I'm betting that's what it is, whether they'll ever admit to it or not. Because, again, the trans that shot up the Christian school intent on killing white Christian children, uh, they refused to release that manifesto for months upon months. They wanted it to blow over until they couldn't hold it back anymore, but then by then, most of the Anna media moved on, and it's left people like you and me to talk about the facts, what happened. Facts don't care about your feelings, and we're not going to let it go. We're not going to forget. As the facts finally come out, we're going to report them, despite premier blackface and his ilk trying to shut you down up there <laughs> speaking of which we are actually banned on our main youtube channel tonight we're also still on a some sort of a suspension on three of our facebook well pages we're on sort of a permanent canada wide ban on facebook on our news that's uh, what i was referring facebook. to yes yep so that's permanent you can see us in the states i can't even look at our own news page on Facebook. We're still able to broadcast to it, yep. but I can't even go into it to edit yep. it. 
as we we talked about when you were on my show, Constitutionalist Politics, we talked about that, the Gray Area Show. And again, thank you again for coming on. So we've talked about it on both your show and my show, the degree of censorship. I mean, a lot of people in our southern states don't... I'm here in Detroit, so... I could almost literally hit houses on the other side of the river into Windsor, Ontario, Canada, if I really wanted to. I could take a T-shirt cannon and potentially launch potatoes across if I wanted to. <laughs> You're that, I mean, it's that yeah. close. But the southern states, you know, they think Canada's still this free place. And Canada and Australia have gone really wonky. I was just recording a show as co-host Jokester Joe, as I'm known mostly, but serious topic today about mask mandates coming back to Australia and a woman being arrested, being assaulted by a cop and another person filming it. And I mean, treating this person like they just shot somebody on the street and they're insisting we're going to arrest you for not wearing a mask. But a lot of people still think Australia and Canada are relatively free. No, they're way beyond the dark side than the United States is. And idiot Biden wants to take us the direction of premier blackface Trudeau. Yeah. You're kind of the canary in the coal mine in some respects to these things. I've got an article that I'm writing for January 13th. That'll be on net neutrality because people have forgotten about it. It hasn't gone away, people. It's coming back. It's going to be twice as bad, ten a hundred times as bad because now net neutrality, which they're going to pretend to sell you as, oh, free and fair access to the Internet for all. No, it's going to be the same censorship shit that you guys just passed in Canada that's got you locked out of your own damn Facebook. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is. And uh, the the rules just seem to be whatever they decide to make up at any given time. And the way that they've done this is the government itself is not directly censoring us. Well, they are sort of in Canada with the legislation, but they're kind of putting the, the burden of censorship, censorship actions on the social media companies themselves and because they're privately owned they are able to then circumnavigate or get around the uh, the constitutional protections that we have such as they are in canada kind of weak anyway uh, for free speech yeah and that net neutrality piece will be on thelibertybeacon.com dropping saturday january 13th in the morning and uh, you can find all my articles there uh, Joseph M. Leonard in the search bar. You'll then just get my articles. Or you can find a lot of my pieces also at beforeitsnews.com. But there I'm at J. Leonard Detroit. Uh, I don't use my full name on Before It's News. But, so there's there. And then you know I used to write for Red State. Uh, but for some reason, them idiots pulled down all my old articles. I was like, so you got to go... F really searching to find those you know i'm i'm sure they're using the excuse of trying to save space on servers or something but you know generally once something goes up on a site they maintain it and they keep it but 
for some reason mine are, are gone, you got to go to the Wayback Machine, the Internet Archive Service, to find my old Red State articles. Interesting. So, I mean, you've spent a lot of time studying terrorism. You wrote your book, Terror Strikes. And I'm, I'm curious, what are your thoughts right now on the risk or level for terrorist attacks in North America, in the United States, in Canada, especially with where we're at with this conflict between Israel and Hamas? Oh, it's off the charts. It's, it's beyond, uh, we're way beyond the highest of high threat levels. They need to invent a new threat level. Uh, I had J.J. Carroll, who was a former retired uh, CBP, Customs Border Patrol, on my constitutionalist show, The Odds and Ends episode. Uh, and, you know, so it's not just me. It's people inside that know uh, what's going on are, are sounding the alarm bells also. The number of people on the terror watch list that we've encountered and then still let them into the damn country, let alone those thousands upon thousands that are in those other millions of cutaways that we have no clue who they even pretend to be, let alone who they are and what nations they're from. There are, give or take, 200 nations on this planet, and more than 75% of all nations on the planet have had people come across our border, including Iran and North Korea, uh, China, obviously, and uh, Iran obviously being the biggest concern right now because if Hezbollah goes in, and does more, or Israel decides to go into Lebanon to go at Hezbollah next, will Iran try to activate sleeper cells here with us as their ally to try to keep us out of any broader war with between Israel and Iranian proxies, which Hezbollah and, and Hamas are. They're, they're sponsored uh proxies. And a lot of people don't understand what is going on in Yemen. They're vaguely familiar that Saudi Arabia has been fighting rebels in Yemen. Well, people don't understand that that's Iran posturing. They overthrew the friendly Yemeni government, the government that was friendly to the West and to us and an ally. That's why Saudi Arabia is in now. There is a government that was take, took over by revolution, by coup, Iranian-backed, so that when a broader war comes, and it will when they get a nuclear weapon, they're still biding their time to some degree. They want Yemen to be there for a second front, a two-front war into Saudi Arabia from Iran and Yemen. Yes, and everything is very unstable over there right now because you have these Yemen, Yemeni Hutus. Yeah, the Houthi, Houthis are trying to, well, they aren't trying, they are attacking merchant vessels, 
The U.S. Navy is in that area trying to provide security. They do have support from other nations, but, um, you know, it's, it's Not, primarily the yeah. United States. It, it's mostly the United States because Biden is so pathetic, so weak. I've been giving Iran money, which mm -hmm. they then turned around and give to their terror proxies. I mean, they're fighting us with our money. In a sense, or, or money that we previously had blocked, at least had sanctioned. And with these oil prices, because by dumb refuses to let the United States be energy independent. So the price of oil per gallon is up, gallon is up there. And Iran is oil money rich now, just the same way Putin in Russia is funding his war in Ukraine oil, petrodollars, because idiot Biden has allowed the price of oil to shoot way, way up. And the, uh, uh, I, I think England is still with us. I, I don't know if Canada's got some ships in there with us or not. Well, they, I, they pledge support. I don't know, you know, really how much aid we've been if able to send. But, if yeah. it's tacit, you know, maybe they sent a dinghy. Right, yeah. yeah a canoe. <laughs> Something just so they can pay. Yeah, we're with you. But France, Spain, and Italy withdrew because, again, Biden is such a feckless leader. And he see you're funding these people that you now want us to fight or protect the shipways against. And people forget that... From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, Thomas Jefferson created the Marine Corps to fight Islamic fundamentalist radicals of that time. People don't know a damn thing about history. That's the shores of Tripoli, the Tripoli pirates, the Islamic radical pirates doing then what they're still doing now or again now i should say yes the thing that really concerns me is the way that this conflict in ukraine has really driven russia into the arms of china and as a result as well into uh, a closer relationship with iran and you have now this axis that has been forged in opposition to the United States and Israel, which, you know, it, it feels I, it was like kind of sort of always there, but they have become tighter. Now, Iran is those drones that Putin's using to attract Kiev. Those are Iranian drones from yes. stolen U.S. technology that Iran has. Because Biden is feeding the damn enemy. Yeah, those Shahid drones, and they're extremely an extremely cost-effective weapon. A kamikaze drone, yep. Yeah. Yep. Very effective weapon. Very effective weapon. And you know, not, it's not so much. If you hit a tank right with it, that can work too. But yeah, I mean, just... As far as hitting buildings, especially if you're going for the terror and shock value of just randomly attacking civilian targets in Kiev, like 
Putin is doing. That's an effective terror tool. Well, the, these drones cost thousands and they take out targets that cost millions. Yep. So from that perspective, it, it really changes the dynamic of warfare uh, from an economic perspective. Hell of a lot cheaper than them hypersonic missiles. They like to tout, oh, we're so far superior than the U.S. Your multi-billion dollar hypersonic missiles that you've now run out of because they cost so much to build, you used them all up. <laughs> They're not a very effective tool if you blow through them that quick. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this, this, the, the shipping channels in the Red Sea, that represents so much money, so much trade. We're talking about oil as well, which is, you not know. Not just that, vital, though. Yeah, not yeah. just that, but it's a, that's a vital component to this. And I think, what does it make up of almost 10% of world trade? goes through that area, if, if I'm not mistaken. It, it's kind of the uh, the wet version of the old Silk Road. It's kind of the wet version, wet Silk Sea Lane. Yeah, yep. extremely concerning because it's that kind of thing that can actually, you know, that's the stuff that can result in a third world war because now you're completely disrupting supply chains, affecting the economies of certain nations the in entire in really world dramatic economy ways. can yeah. be thrown off yes yeah so really 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 dangerous stuff i don't know where to go with that but um i'm i can only say that it again as we get in 2024 it seems like we are again getting even closer to a, a the potential for a real nuclear conflict and if you believe the news, Iran is way, way, way closer than they were just a few years ago. And, and why wouldn't they be when the Biden administration refuses to take any action against them? They're free to do whatever they want. And in fact, instead of taking action against them, despite this, these pretend uh you know, retaliations for Iranian attacks on U.S. troops all over the Middle East, you know, was like during Clinton and the Monica Lewinsky thing. Oh, we'll launch a cruise missile here or there, pretend yeah. we're doing something. He's funding it. He's a, We should have put the sanctions back on the minute Israel was attacked. Biden won't do it. And again, the oil... The oil, the oil, the oil. I, I don't give a damn about this notion about energy, uh, you know, the new freedom or, or new green energy garbage. Your electric cars aren't going to solve this problem, morons, because the pills you take, the clothes you wear, virtually everything you buy has some form of distilled oil item in it. We're still going to need it, but Biden won't let us drill for it, which is funding our enemies. Like in Alaska, the Native American tribes, the indigenous people that these leftists, oh, we care so, this is all stolen land. But when you have land that have the indigenous tribes still living on it, and they say, we want to drill for oil, 
on our land and Biden says no, it again shows you the endless hypocrisy of the bullshit they spew. Right, you shall know them by their mm -hmm. fruits. To refer back to my constitutionalist politics show and book, not their empty rhetoric. Rhetoric. What do they do? It's like the climate tards, uh, Obama, uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, uh, who Al, uh, Al Gore, all have beachfront property. If they were truly damn concerned about the seas rising, uh, they wouldn't have bought those properties. And we could do something about, yes, at some point, they, are rise, they may rise a little, but you can look at pictures from 100 years ago. Those sea levels are pretty much the same. But we should be building plants and infrastructure to divert some of the water into the evacuated aquifers, the underground reservoirs of water that we've used up could and should be refilled with desalinated water, which would then turn around and solve the issue of droughts that the left claims is about, you know, climate change or global warming hysteria. But their solutions are only tax and money laundered to Democrats, not actual solutions. I just spoke about an actual solution that would do some good for a lot of people. But no, the ruling elites aren't the ones with the money to be made there. Yeah, let's take a little break. We'll come back and we'll continue the discussion on the other side. Stay with us. The New World Order Government Overreach The Great Reset Mainstream Media Lies Now more than ever, independent voices are needed. Donate now, at FreedomReporters.com That's FreedomReporters.com Maverick News The Antivirus Program For Your Mind
Maverick News. The world is watching. Yeah, one other thing on the diverting water. Uh, It would help solve drought issues, years where there is drought. We go through cycles. It's not change. It's normal earthly cycles. And hydroelectric power that has worked for eons, that actually works, unlike solar panels and windmills that only work part of the time. You create water flow, you get tidal generation, and that works 24-7. But they don't want practical, real solutions. They just want the fear porn and the way to line their pockets. Yeah, well... It's 2024. Oh, yeah. Things are weird. Let me, uh, (laughs) Woo! I don't have a noisemaker. Woo! (laughs) More like whoop-de-doo. Same shit, different year. (laughs) So we, we kind of got into this, but you weren't, you weren't on the program with us the other night. I'm just curious what you, two things. What were the, the stories of 2023 that really, you know, resonated with you. What do you think were the, the the strangest and most important stories of 2023? Then I'm going to ask you for your predictions for 2024. Oh boy. Well, you kind of blindsided me with that. I had yeah. not pre-thought any of that through. Uh, there are just so many stories to pick and choose from out of 2023. To, I mean, the ongoing lawfare and weaponization of our agencies here to try and attack Trump and keep him off the battle ballot in several states is just more and more a joke. And Trump is trying to claim immunity, presidential immunity. Well, these same leftards that are saying, no, 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 he needs to go to jail over this stuff, and they've got, he's got to be kept off the ballot. Like the show we did just the other day, a couple weeks ago, we, I read the entire 14th Amendment, third section. The fifth section clearly states the Congress has the power to enforce not the states. So the section five is even more relevant. The state has no authority to do that in a presidential ballot. But in uh, the more they do it, the more they help them. But Joe Biden, who had classified documents from when he was a senator, has no immunity. Oh, nothing to see here. No, nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and and now we're seeing you know some other states looking at uh, trying to get Trump off the ballot as well. We've got uh, Maine involved, and um, is, is California also uh, trying to do something? I would have. Imagined. They're talking about it, but yeah. again, now uh, like Michigan, it got rejected in Michigan and Wisconsin by the Supreme Courts, and and in Michigan that kind of surprises me. We've got a fascist governor, secretary of state, attorney general, and the libs have a 5-4 liberal activist majority on our Supreme Court. So Mm -hmm. 
you even have some liberal judges saying no. I, why would I want to look stupid? The Supreme Court is going to toss it. So I, I, they aren't even willing to go that far. But Colorado, hey, the Constitution and everything be damned. We're going to do it anyway. You listen to these nuts. And again, no one, no one, let alone President Trump, not one bleeping person anywhere in the United States of the 330 million people of the whatever hundreds of thousands that went to D.C. that day on January 6th, not a single person has been charged, let alone been found guilty of insurrection. Not one, but yet the morons, like in Maine the other day, I deem he's guilty of insurrection, therefore I can remove him. Uh, no, he hasn't been found guilty of that. You, an unelected bureaucrat, don't get to, by fiat, declare that. That has to be adjudicated. And nowhere, no one is charged, let alone will be found guilty. It, the whole thing is just such a farce. Yeah. So I already made the prediction that Trump will be the nominee. He will run for president again. And uh, I guess you would agree with that. Oh, I think that's an easy one. Again, you know, Nick, people, people like a horse race. So, of course, a lot of the media is tr trying to play up. Well, you know, DeSantis could maybe still pull out Iowa because it's a caucus. And it is. Caucus state, it's very different, very different than a standard primary ballot race. And you know what? Nikki Haley could actually win South Carolina. So, and somebody else, maybe DeSantis could pull out uh, New Hampshire, even if Trump wins Ohio. And, oh, there's a horse race. It's really a primary race. No, there's not. Trump is so far ahead, unless of some major calamity. He has some major meltdown. He comes on TV tomorrow and says, you're bleeping right I engaged in an insurrection. <laughs> Unless if he does that, and even if he does that, he's still going to be the nominee. <laughs> so, you know, with DeSantis, he's, he really has disappointed me. Or I shouldn't say that he has, but... I, I'm surprised he hasn't done better. Yeah, I'll put it. I'll yeah. put it out there. Well, I think part of it is uh, uh, the lame consultants, and I, I'm. You all know I'm here in Michigan. I'm not going to mention the guy's name. I'm not going to call him out. But last year, uh, or not last year, in um, 2022, the governor race and some other races. I got into it with a former rep who's now one of those consultants. It's like, you know, get out of here. You, you don't even give a sh We know that all of you consultant class, you don't care. If win or lose, guess what? You're getting paid. It's not like you're a lawyer. If you believe what you're saying and doing, telling candidates to do, that you'll win if you take my advice. 
take it on consignment. Take it on a commission. Say, I won't collect a check unless you win. They're not going to do that. They want their bread buttered on both sides, win, lose, draw, whatever. They don't care. And DeSantis is another dumb candidate listening to too many consultants. Mm. Nikki Haley, she, uh, she seems to have just gone from one misfire to another, another one misstep, another misstep, stepping in a pothole, tripping over herself, you know, being outfoxed by kids, asking questions and audiences. Uh, what, what's your assessment of her? At this yeah, point? yeah. Well, I, I'm, let me say this up front. Nikki Haley was fine as South Carolina governor. You know, you got to consider the state. It's like Mitt Rhinomney governor of Massachusetts, you weren't going to get a Ronald Reagan or a Donald Trump be governor of Massachusetts. So, you know, where and when matters. And Nikki Haley seemed to do fine as UN ambassador as part of Trump's administration. So I'll give her that. But no, I will not support her for president, you know, if by some miracle everybody else dropped dead and she became the nominee, obviously I would vote for her over a pet rock that, you know, Joseph Robinette Bidum is. But it's like Kasich in 2000. I supported him over G.W. Bush in that primary because he had just gotten out of the Gingrich Congress, and he was great. Uh, we got the better guy, G.W. Bush, which, again, yes, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a Bush guy. He's got a whole lot of problems, too, but uh, considering. When Kasich became Ohio governor, he moved left, moved left. So in 2016... There was no way in hell I was supporting Kasich in the 2016 presidential primary, even though I did in 2000. Times change, situations change, and sometimes people themselves change. So every election is its own issue, set of issues, and topic that you've got to look at. But Nikki Haley, I, I'm not going to give her a lot of grief on the... Uh, stumble about the Confederacy uh, with the kid. Uh, my criticism is way different than everybody else. She said states' rights, which is what the main issue, slavery was a state right to the South. So she answered the question relatively properly. I don't have that big an issue. I'm not going to attack Nikki Haley just because I want to attack anyone that isn't Trump. I'm not a cultist. I don't do that. I give honest opinion and analysis. But what she should have said was, I'll answer that, but if, if you phrase it, how does that relate to today's election? This election, uh, are, what are you talking about trying to tie this to the reparations issue? Uh, yeah. How does this relate? How is this a relevant question to this election? That's the answer. Yes. That was what struck me about that question. It seemed like a gotcha question. It was like a setup of some kind because I was like, 
what is this like a history quiz or is this a question that the yeah what are we supposed to be talking we, about the election like we this playing was, trivial pursuit or what yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was it just to see how you know what can we trip you up on what uh and and it's a it's a, a loaded question by its very nature because it it's he's he's fishing for some sort of comment on a race issue and the supposed lifelong career politicians are too stupid to understand what's going on i, I yeah. i've run for office i you know a few times i've been appointed to an office before i've served but i'm not a career lifelong politician but i just use common sense i can figure this out i know they're trying to trip me up i know they're coming at me i know they want a gotcha moment and i have the brain power apparently unlike nikki haley doesn't seem to have to understand that going in and not dodge or to deflect the question, but indeed put it back on. How, how is this relevant? Make this relevant and I'll happily answer your question because the issue is people are getting killed by Bidenflation and gas prices. We need to be energy independent and this and that and the next. These are the issues, not your what was the Civil War about? That's decided. How does that relate to now? Or get the fuck out of my event. <laughs> Vivek Ramaswamy seems to have scored a lot of points, especially with, I would say, um, the same populist type of voter that is oriented toward Trump. He's aligning himself more and more with Trump, coming out with um you know glowing <laughs> words for trump he's offered to take himself off the ballot in states where trump oh yeah you've said that before you still are of that opinion yep uh, not just me uh, a lot more are finally waking up you could check opensecrets.org the campaign and campaign finance records you're not going to see Soros' name, of course, but you'll see the money trail of all the Soros front groups. That's why Vivek was so weak on the Israeli situation after October 7th. He sounds like Rashida Taliban or Ilhan Osmar about BDS of Israel, and it's the Soros money. That's why. Now, Vivek, I've said it over and over, and others are saying Vivek is the smooth new Obama. Beware of the slick-talking guy with left-wing root money, the Soros money. He's kind of another Obama in disguise, and I don't want to go that far, but I understand what they're saying. Now, Vivek is smart, though. He would be Secretary of Commerce, Secretary of something, uh, in the right cabinet post, the vet would be great because he is indeed a fucking slick talker. <laughs> but did you not see that speech? He was speaking to, it was a Jewish organization. I don't know, I don't recall which, which organization, but it was a Jewish organization. And he came out with some very strong um, words saying, if Israel wants to eliminate Hamas, they should go and eliminate Hamas. 
he was you know, like really strong rhetoric. Did you see that? So what do you make of that? I make of that consultant saying, you got to say this now. Damage control. Oh, my God. The house is on fire. Get a damn fire extinguisher. Try to put it out. <laughs> so do you think he's positioning himself to be Trump's running mate? I, I sure hope not. I, again, Vivek in the right cabinet spot. Great idea. I wouldn't put him anywhere near the White House on a presidential or VP uh, ticket. Uh, I, I've said uh, from the start, uh, Christy Nome is my gal for the VP slot. Yeah, a Tim Scott would be fine. A lot of uh, Charlie Kirk was just talking about potential VP. Tucker Carlson. Oh, please. Oh, yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. You know, I, I get it's like MTG. No, I get the whole red meat thing. They're popular for throw. Like you've heard me say, MTG is AOC with an R by her name. She great, great for sound bites. If all you ever see are sound bites, don't have the time being on disability like I am to see. What really happens under the covers, behind the scenes? She's all talk, no do, all hat, no cattle. So a Ben Carson, Kurt, uh, Charlie Kirk mentioned, I, my ears perked up on that. Yeah, he was secretary of HUD. He's very well liked. But to me, I want somebody like a Christy Gnome who has some congressional record to stand on, and some executive experience as a governor so that the congressional, even though it's not the Senate, the vice president in the United States is president pro tem of the Senate. They preside over the Senate. That her congressional experience will help there, even though she didn't reside or preside over the Senate at all yet. Whereas somebody like a Ben Carson out of the blue, that's where it's like a Tim Scott comes into great value for that. Again, when too many, you see over my head again, principles before personalities, right? Principles, not personalities. We got too many snowflakes on the right also. Yes, I'm calling you out. I'm not a hyperpartisan hack. Snowflake, emotional hysteric people. Oh, I love so-and-so. You're dealing in personalities. The VP, the POTUS, cabinet slots, all those things have specifics about them that you have to use logic reason and common sense and the other good thing about christy gnome is flyover country right south dakota uh she represents the flyover states as the elites like to point them out rather than being like some have mentioned jd vance charlie cook mentioned him senator out of ohio ohio florida texas People are tired of the same New York, California, the big power broker states. No, we need a gnome to represent flyover country.
like Sarah Palin did for John McLame. Hmm. Let's just pivot in the conversation here to the other side of the spectrum and look at these people who are running. Well, first of all, let me ask you this. Do you think Joe Biden will actually hold on to run against Trump in the next election? Well, Does he have the stamina to do it? Well, here's the caveat there. Biden is the Democrat nominee. Trump will be the Republican nominee unless, like they did to Bernie Sanders before, the use of the superdelegates. That's why they created him. They robbed Bernie of the nomination before. They could take it away from Biden at the convention. If they replace Biden, it will be at the convention. They will move to set him aside, put a new nominee in place at the convention. And that serves two purposes. They know Biden can't win without a whole lot of cheating to do it. So if they replace him with a Gavin or a Governor Whitler from Michigan or whomever, oh, excuse me, whomever, it would be done at convention so that the right doesn't have as much time to then attack that candidate from convention to general election time. And so you have a couple of people who are still in the background running against Biden who want say they want the nomination. I'm I'm not sure they actually want the nomination. They I think they're maybe doing it for other purposes. But first of all, Marianne Williamson, is there any merit to what she's doing? What do you what do you make of what she's doing? <laughs> wow. I I think just she's going through an ego trip. I mean, she's like, oh, whoo way out there. <laughs> I mean, people talk about RFK not being all there, but at least he's somewhat got functioning marbles. Marianne yeah. Williamson, I mean, as a person, I'd love to know her. She'd be a great person to know, but oh my God, she is just, way out there <laughs> it's like the the guy with the boot on his head it may as well have him running again <laughs> remember him <laughs> the guy with the boot on his head the boot on his head who are you talking about i can't remember his name i guarantee you there's plenty of people in this audience if you remember the name uh west no Oh, if you remember his name, put it in the comments for us because I'm I'm, looking I'm having chat. a brain fart here. Uh, I guarantee somebody in this no audience knows who the hell I'm talking about. But yeah, the the, the rent is too damn high, guy. Remember, he literally put a boot on his head. <laughs> it was worse than Dukakis with the tank helmet. <laughs> I don't remember that? I don't remember. Um, no, I just, I, I can't say I remember. Now, you've got one other guy who's sort of out there, but um, I think it's got to be a joke. You've got this chink yogurt, chunky yogurt guy. Yeah. Chunky yogurt. Chunk yogurt that was. The TYT, Young Turks. Young Turks. He is the force that got the squad elected. 
the squad are all candidates that Sink and the Young Turks recruited. Remember, AOC was a fucking bartender. They recruited her to be a somewhat doll-faced, uh, cutesy little, oh, look at me dancing on the roof, that they could badger, you know, and well-fund their way into office knowing full well the nuts, the left-wing nuts they are. So, Senk, Uyghur, or Uyghur? Chunky uh, Yogurt. Yeah, Chunky Yogurt. I like that. I'm going to quote you on that. Chunky Yogurt. That's perfect. That's to go with up Chuck Schumer or Uncle Festerman, right? But, but yeah, no. Uncle Festerman, you didn't hear that one before? Oh, yeah. my. Yeah, you know, think of Uncle Fester from uh, Adam's family. Now, right. now look, now look at Fetterman again and you'll get the connection. Uncle <laughs> Festerman. But yeah, no, think Sank, yeah, and you think uh Alanis Alana Presley, uh AOC, uh Jamal Bowman, uh Ilan Omar, which again, not a real last name. It's S me. She committed fraud to come to the United States and purposefully Obama loaded up Somali refugees in that area to help get her elected. But yeah, think those. He is the man behind them and now he wants his government paycheck cash in. You know what bothers me about the chunky yogurt candidacy? Is that the, as far as I know, he's he wasn't born in the United States. He therefore cannot. Um, neither be the president. neither was Ilan. Yeah. Right? So you know, okay, you could maybe be elected to another office, but you can't be the president. So why are you running for the nomination to be president? And then he's just wasting a lot of time and resources by challenging this in the courts. As I understand, that's what he's doing. When he's got no chance. Yeah, no and chance at all. Well. You got to look at the bigger, broader picture. He's the canary in the coal mine for who? Who? Who's coming next? Who is he paving the way for? Hmm. I, I know somebody in there is going to be, oh, what kind of weird-ass conspiracy shit is this? What is this, Alex Jones hour? <laughs> no, follow the money and... Yeah. He's paving the way for somebody. We just don't know the who that is yet. Mm. Indeed, I'm hearing talk that there's Soros money behind Chunky Yogurt. Oh, and the whole oh, Young Turks operation. Yes, absolutely. That's where Young Turks gets most of its money is indeed Soros. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, you know, and uh, they, they've been out there. They've been, you know, portraying themselves as this kind of edgy independent media outlet you know but i think they are absolutely representative of the establishment yeah now every uh, got back to my Democrats. jokes back to my jokester joe kind of hat let me put that on again now anytime i go into 7-eleven past the yogurt i'm gonna think of that bastard <laughs> yeah thank you rick thank you so much <laughs> Chunky yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Got to yeah. keep a sense of humor. <laughs> and so, and then, you know, finally, RFK Jr. 
Where do you think he's where we're at with him? Going nowhere. I mean, even his own family has more or less disowned him. And he's he's you know, he's part JFK but part boot on the head guy. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean he seemed to come out fairly strong. Um there have been some things that I think have kind of hurt him a little bit. He'd seemed to gain some traction in the polls. Trump's campaign team has kind of fired back. They seem to be a little bit afraid of him eroding his support. Do you think that uh, he might be a a kingmaker or a spoiler? How do you think his uh, presence in this race will ultimately play out? Yeah, uh, one before that one thing, name calling. We we did it right now. The left, spare me. I'm not a hypocrite. Rick is not a hypocrite. Uh, you leftist loons are the uh, flaming young of name-calling. You can't talk topic or issues. We're joking around here and having some fun, but you, when you get backed into a corner, racist, sexist, Islamophobic, homophobic, blah, 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 blah. So when I call a leftist a name, it is the principle. Principles, not personalities. When fired upon, you are fucking right, I'm going to fire back. So that's the name-calling thing. But, yeah, now, like, uh, RFK is a spoiler. I think there was a lot of people on the right that were hoping he might take a lot of left-wing votes. Now, the biggest concern, and the name Ross Perot keeps coming up again, of course, uh, that the no labels thing, which is, again, as usual, a left-wing front group, they like Antifa. <laughs> we're supposedly anti-fascist. <laughs> Yeah, you're literally Hitlerian brown shirts, but you're anti-fascist. No labels. You're anything but no labels. You're all about labels. You're all about identity, left-wing identity politics. Now, they're trying to position maybe Manchin Romney or something kind of ticket that they think might draw. I, I you know, if, if that happens... And I was around during Perot. I supported his United We Stand America organization. It was a very good organization. I did not support Perot for president. But Perot really didn't cost anybody the election. Ross Perot got votes from Democrats and Republicans that would never have voted Otherwise, now they might have voted for Congress or whatever, but they were going to set out that presidential election. They didn't like either candidate. So Perot became the protest vote. If Perot wasn't there, the vote count for president wouldn't have changed because they just wouldn't have voted. And that's the way I see uh, an RFK, just a protest Somebody who would never vote for Trump and decided they can't vote for Biden. They would have otherwise not voted. RFK could be the protest vote. Now, the no-label mansion, a lot of Democrats like him. They might go for him. And the rhino class with their Trump derangement syndrome, 
some of them might be persuaded to vote for that no labels ticket, but I don't think it's enough to really affect the outcome. And again, if it did, mostly, mostly, it would be a pro vote, a, an RFK uh, protest vote. Someone who was otherwise not going to vote in the presidential ballot portion anyway. So, therefore, not likely to affect the outcome. They'll show the numbers, and they'll make a big deal about it, and they'll speculate about it. But, I, like I said, I was there during Perot. I know several people who wrote books on it, and I agree wholeheartedly. I was on the inside. I was a Republican trying to get Democrats to vote for Perot. No, the only people who were voting for Perot are people who were never going to vote H.W. or Clinton anyway. <laughs> so I made a prediction for the new year, and I said that because this is an election year and things have been so strange and things are so polarized and volatile, there will be blood in the streets with this being an election year. Um, you know, we've, we've seen it in previous election cycles, and I think this time, uh, given lack of confidence or trust in our institutions, in the electoral process, that it's more likely to happen even this time. I think we're going to see real violence in the streets. What are your thoughts? Oh, I, I don't... But I, you've, I, you've convinced me. I've now changed. I'm boot on head guy 2024. <laughs> 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 but no, I, seriously, I'm, I'm joking around again when we're talking very serious stuff because even in my terror strikes coming soon to a city near you book, there's a comic relief chapter. We have got to keep a sense of humor or we'll be curled up in the fetal position in a corner, sucking on our thumb, crying all the time. But yeah, uh, uh, obviously, the guy who wrote a book on terrorism expecting violence and terrorism in the street shouldn't shock anybody. It's one of the reasons why I wrote the fucking book, right? <laughs> and I, I, I apologize. I apo I'm swearing way too much. I do a Christian show, Constitutionalist Politics, so obviously I don't swear at all there. So I like getting it all out on Savage Unfiltered and on your show instead. <laughs> so let me ask you what your predictions are. What, what, what kinds of things do you see happening in the coming year? What should we be on the lookout for? Well, obviously, Antifa and the black-lying Marxist crowd will be out trying to uh, influence. And I mentioned the Hitler and brown shirts. Or you don't like the, what is it, the Wilson principle about mentioning Hitler in a conversation? Okay. Let's talk El Duce and the Italian brown shirts then. Same thing. We're talking about fascists here who want to try to intimidate others and keep you away from the polls. Don't be surprised if we don't see a lot of people like in Pennsylvania. I forget what year. I think, no, it was 2016, Trump's election. There were literally Black Panthers dressed up out at polling places with bully clubs to try to suppress certain vote. Now, if somebody were out there with a KKK hood trying to suppress black vote, oh, 
old, we'd still be hearing about it today. But how many people in this audience ever even heard that that happened in 2016 in Pennsylvania to suppress the suburban white vote against Trump? No charges. <laughs> yeah, so up here in Canada, I can tell you that, you know, every, there's a growing dissatisfaction with the prime minister and the liberals. Uh, everybody seems to want to get rid of him, but he's... I'm making I've made the prediction that he will, even though he's so, low, you know, incredibly low in the polls, he's going to hang on and, and run again. He's going to try for uh, another kick at the can here. But I don't I he'll do that. I don't really know what to expect other than this. Some people are thinking there could be a spring election. I'm predicting a fall election here in Canada, which will run almost in parallel with what is going on in the United States with the presidential election there. I think Trudeau probably has some sort of an ace up his sleeve, which will be related to some sort of issue that they will use as a wedge issue. Um, whatever it is that he he must know something is coming. Polling. Whatever that? they've poll tested. Yes. That you can bet your ass they've poll tested it. Whatever that wedge issue that they can fool the mass holes, yeah. as I call them, the masses of asses, the snowflakes, the non-thinkers, people who can't think for themselves, who will fall to the wedge issue fear porn that yeah. will be 24-7 to lead in. We can't change horses in midstream. That'll be the argument. Yeah, so... I think you're right on the money there. And, you know, what we're seeing with with Trudeau suggests to me that and what we saw in the last election is they use very sophisticated psychographic polling technology here. And then they they test their messaging when they come up with these issues. And then they use, I think, you know, almost like neuro linguistic um, social media programming on people to really get people emotionally engaged with what, their messaging. What are, what are the buzzwords to stir up the emotional hysterics yeah. in people? Yes. I think he's going to piggyback on the hysteria, the emotion that's going to come out of that U.S. presidential election. I think the Canadian election will end up being run, as I say, almost in parallel with it around the same time. And uh, I think he'll try to latch on to that. And that's, um, an, that's an, it's a good money tactic, too. Yes. The same thing with what's going on in, with Trump. They're doing the lawfare knowing this all has no merit whatsoever. And if gone to the Supreme Court, it's going to all be tossed. But in the meantime, they're draining people of funds for legal defense funds. That then means we don't have to spend in the campaigns. Trudeau parallels with our election, keeps U.S. meddling out of your election to help toss Premier Blackface because our money's busy and tied up here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's take another break. And when we come back, we're going to move on to 
a couple of other stories, and we'll get oh, into this. Yeah. Uh, Somebody in the chat just said, Deborah, all of, no offense, but because I've not seen the whole thread. So please, I may be taking out of context what you're saying here. Uh, but Deborah Hart said in there, all declined to vote. Yeah. Oh, uh, perfect. Just fucking surrender. Yeah. Great idea. Not. Yeah. But again, yeah. I apologize, Deborah, if I'm taking that out of context of the conversation. But I saw those four words, that particular comment, really fucking stupid. Surrender. That's what the American left wants you to do. They don't. And I'm not a hyperpartisan hack. The Sinos and the Rhinos in the U.S. Also, the establishment, the deep state, both sides, all, not the uniparty, the deep state, Sinos, Rhinos, Fascocrats, they want you to surrender. They want you to go away. If they, you don't vote, they don't have to cheat. They win automatically. So that's really dumb. I apologize for signal, si signaling. No. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you, you I know what I mean. Well, I, under, I understand where <laughs> Deborah's coming from. Just it's it's a place of frustration, and and a lot of people are just convinced that there's no way we're going to vote our way out of this. But you know, I think you've touched on something there, Joseph. The people that I hear saying that, when when I hear people saying. There's there's no way for us to we will never vote our way out of this. I think those guys are closeted, cloaked, disguised neoliberal wokesters yep. who are posing sometimes yep. as um, <laughs> true patriots and conservatives. And they're really not to suppress the vote, to suppress the vote. I really believe it. So I would say beware, folks, of. Uh, people spreading that kind of messaging. It's just my opinion. But yeah. when when you don't vote, they steal your voice. Yeah. Oh, you, you lose automatically. Yeah. How the hell is surrender a viable strategy? Please, yeah. please tell me that. Put that in the comments. How the hell is you just surrendering, preemptively surrender? Oh, let them have it. Yeah, that work will work real well. But anyway, I even <laughs> even if the process is corrupted, even if if even if it doesn't work, if it's even if it isn't legit, at least you can try. Yeah. I mean, what have Only, you got to lose by you, going to vote? You've Pulling got to your try. hands up. You got nothing. In my constitutionalist politics book, I talk about 30 to 50 million Americans out of 330 million Americans either are not registered to vote or don't vote. Now, not all 30 to 50 of those million would be real Christians, as I would call it. Not a fake Biden Catholic or Pelosi fake Catholic, or as you've heard me coin, the nincompope Francis, who is more interested in communism than Catholicism. If 35 million of those were real Christians and voted biblically, they couldn't cheat enough to defeat us. People don't understand the 2020 election even with all the shenanigans, 44,000 votes over five states. 
is all that Trump lost by. 44,000 votes over five states. That is very overcomable if you get off your ass and are willing to work. Not this, oh, let's not even bother to vote shit. You need more people voting so they can't even cheat enough to beat us. You know, the other thing that people can do, if you're concerned about election integrity, go apply for a job working at a polling station. When in Canada, and I'm sure it's similar in the U.S., um, they run ads and you can apply for jobs with Elections Canada to work in polling stations. Same in the U.S. Right. So I encourage everyone who has a concern about whether the, the process is legit or not to go get a job working for Elections Canada. You get paid. It's a it's a pretty good paying gig. It's a temporary position. They train you. You get paid for your training. Then you go. You work the, the, the night of the election. You still get to vote. Um, you you then can sit there and be involved in the process to make sure that at your polling station everything is done properly, fairly. To That's ensure the that there's only integrity. way. Being a poll challenger doesn't do shit. You saw what they did in Detroit. They kicked them all up. They put the pizza boxes over the windows so you can't even watch through the window. You must work at the table at yeah. the polling place. That's the only way to block any fraud or yeah. to be able to know for sure that it happened and do anything. But I'm sorry I interrupted a break. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, that, that's exactly, well, that's, that is the point. So you can, you know, go get yourself a job, make a, few, a little extra cash uh, for, you know, for a, a period of a few weeks when you get your training and then the night of the election, you're out there. I, I took a job as a poll supervisor. Um, in a couple of elections back and uh, it's a, it's not a bad gig and you and you get to make sure that everything is run properly but so. no most people are snowflakes they just want to virtue signal online oh my feelings are upset what am i going to do i'm not going to vote oh my feelings my feelings and Ann says, seriously, then put in machines. Well, I can tell you that at the federal level in Canada, they do not use machines. It's paper ballots. Yeah. They're counted by hand. They still do it that way. Provincial politics is different. Um, the, the process is different provincially. But federally, it's paper ballots in Canada. Yeah. And if you're there, you can make sure they're counted properly because you will be one of the people counting them. I'm a former IT guy. I want all electronic counters out. Out. Gone. The the Dominions it says in their damn manual how to manipulate votes to move them from one side or to purposefully use a Sharpie instead of a valid ink pen so that they get kicked to the adjudicated table, which then the poll worker decides, oh, well, these really all intended to go for Biden. None of them really are for Trump. That, no, mechanical voting booth. Because I, I can hack a memory card. I don't need access to the machine. You can find on YouTube how to hack the a voting machine memory card, and then that means they'll they'll test it. 
They could literally take it out and test, run through 100 votes. Well, it's rigged to not cheat until after 1,000 votes so that it passes a test. Well, in any event, I mean, we don't want to get banned off YouTube for talking yeah. about this too much. But but the point is, we you can sit there and complain, but I just gave you another solution to the problem. Yeah, that mean, but do. That, but it means do. You have to take responsibility personally for this. You have to get involved. It takes a little bit of effort. But I just gave you a solution where not only can you affect change, not only can you make sure that things are done properly, you'll get paid in the process. Rick, so, Rick, 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 Rick. I just want to virtue signal and moan and whine and piss moan and bitch online. You don't understand me at all, Rick. <laughs> I understand why people have lost confidence. I truly do. And I totally get what happened in the last U.S. election. I get it, man. I saw what happened. And uh, I'm with you. But I'm also very much in favor of finding and executing real solutions. Hey, to a video I want you to play when we come back, if you could dig it up during the break. Mm -hmm. uh, the Canadian audience will appreciate it, too. Triumph. Never surrender. Right. You remember those uh, Triumph, the rock group uh, uh, like Rush, a yep. three man Canadian rock trio. Yeah. Never surrender and fight the good fight. You I would do it. Right. But we Never already got surrender. It, but we already got a, a copyright strike this week. So I dare not do it. Oh, <laughs> that, that being said, I can play this um, because we do have the rights to play this right now. Greetings, brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others out of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals, individuals, defenders of individual rights and freedoms, credible, trusted, grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow. Maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching.
Exile The Knights of Malta Maverick News Join us. The world is watching. <laughs> I well, use we can, I we'll, used we'll, the break to go grab another bottle of water. I was only expecting to come on for a segment about the Epstein list, and that would be it. I needed another water. But, hey, you know I'm willing to go all night long with you like I've done before. <laughs> on any excellent. topic, I definitely have an opinion or, more importantly, an honest perspective analysis, not wearing my Republican hat or, you know... <laughs> well, that's great. And so why don't we weigh in on that now? Let's take a look at what's going on with this decision, this court decision to release this list, this black book list of Jeffrey Epstein's with, I think, over 170 names on it. Some are duplicated, though. Like there's John Doe 35 that supposedly on there 35 times or something so he's john doe 35 well and and i'm glad you brought this back up again because i don't give a damn who's on this list i want the client list i don't care i want republicans democrats independents presidents clinton talking about you whomever exposed for statutory rape of children. They are not of age. They cannot consent. It is statutory rape. I don't care what side of the political aisle you're on. I want you prosecuted, or at least drummed out of office, Republicans and Democrats alike. And uh, that's like with the Santos thing. I mean, Rashida Taliban and Jamal Bowman... Uh, Adam Schiff for brains literally lies on the congressional floor every damn day, but he's not been kicked out of Congress. George Santos was for lying his way into office. Well, no question he lied his way in. Most of these others lied their way in, and they lie every damn time to get reelected. If there's the name Madison Cawthorn ring a bell, he... They wanted him drummed out, too, because of the drug-fueled sex orgies. Remember the scandal the other day of the guy so proud to say how he got butt-fucked in the Senate conference room? You know that story? Madison Cawthorn told you that's why they wanted him out. That's why they're protecting the Epstein list. Uh, th there's a lot of people that it's going to be inconvenient on both sides of the aisle for people to hear about. I want them all exposed. No partisanship from me on this. Yeah, so we have almost 200 names, over 170. I'm hearing 177. I'm hearing that even though this list is being released on the orders of U.S. District Judge Loretta Preska, who has ruled that there is now no longer any legal justification for continuing to conceal all these names that were mentioned on these court records. Um, it's uh, so why doesn't she just put it on 
her court's sight. Do it. Do it. Stop letting the politicians bullshit and delay and dodge and deflect. You're the judge that ordered it. Your court, no doubt, has court documents on a website. Put them on the fucking website. Unredacted. And, in fact, we do have on our Maverick News website tonight um, other documents from other court documents related to the um, uh, Virginia Gifray. I always pronounce the last name wrong. Uh, the, the, the the woman who made the allegations against Prince Andrew. Right, um, right, right. So I've got the, all those court documents on our website. If you go, there's a story there tonight. Um, and I should put the link. I, I will put the link in the um, in the chat so you can go there. You can download all those documents yourself. There's some in here I'll show you. And people should because we need these distributed so that they can't conveniently. Oh, they accidentally got deleted like a lot of the January 6th exculpatory evidence. Well. A lot of people got them on their hard drives, people. I hate to break it to you. It's still there. We got the evidence. Yeah, so as you can see, I have all of this on our website for you. If you'd like to go download it, you can do that at mavericknews.ca. Just click click on top news stories, and there's a, a story about the release of this information today, and then this series of court documents, over 70 pages of information all in here, including transcripts of video interviews um, with witnesses, um, all kinds of pictures, images, uh, all kinds of information in here about this. And there is actually a, uh, I'll try and scroll down here. There is within this, Around page 77, I think. And actually, I'm sorry, there's, how many pages do we have here? 800, 1,000, something like that. Uh, Depends on where you look in here. Because it's a a bunch of different stuff. So some are numbered like 585. Huge tranche here. I think you've got about 1,000 pages or something. So anyway. So scroll you, down. You you There's, mentioned YouTube. Yeah, a, I, I didn't bother to link to my YouTube today. I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter, or X. Now, yeah. as my friend Fingers Malloy and Sarah, the snark factor, call it X. Uh, so I'm broadcasting, restreaming your this show on LinkedIn and X. I didn't bother to put it on YouTube because I knew it would get pulled or they'd boot my channel entirely. So... <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here about Donald Trump as well. There's his but, signature. Yep. yep. But <laughs> well, um, how is that Donald Trump? I, really? <laughs> I, excuse? I, I mean, I do a scribble when I autograph my books, but you can at least tell. I mean, I could see a D in there for Donald, but beyond that, I don't see Donald Trump in that. <laughs> you You should see my signature. It's a mess. <laughs> Good luck copying that. Um, yeah, and there's uh, some testimony uh, between. Oh, there's I think an it's evidence. Gifray, 
and um, and Trump, where she, he re- she really says he was never seen on the island. So it, it really all is the all the left has is a few really, really old photos of him with Epstein. And what are they? They're all selfies Epstein took because Epstein had millions, if not if billions. Right. He yeah. obviously had access to the same rubbing of elbow parties of the elites that Trump would be at. So there's those old photos. And the left shows that as if that means something. Those photos are long before you see how young Donald is in those photos. Long before Trump knew what Epstein was doing and banned him from all the Trump properties. Show me one left-wing or even other Republican politician that did that in some way, shape, or form like Donald Trump did. Yet Bill Clinton, there are all kinds of photos, recent photos, but yet, oh, but but look at this one from 35 years ago. <laughs> yeah, and uh, as you can see here, this is... Uh... Uh, an interview that was done with Giffray by an investor. And, and she's asked about in this, I, I, if I'm reading this correctly, about Donald Trump. And she says that Jeffrey Epstein said that he was good friends with Donald Trump, but she never actually saw Trump together with um. Mm-hmm. Epstein um, never saw him on the island. So in that way, you know, it just it doesn't. Well, clearly, clearly this chick is just just a Republican hack. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. I mean, what country is she even living in right now? Has she ever been to America? Has she ever voted? I doubt she ever did. She was on the private island outside the jurisdiction of the voting of anyone who could vote. She was not, as far as I know, a U.S. citizen with a birthright to be able to vote. So I, I would think if Trump had been seen there, she'd have been happy to say it. Yeah, so... You know, and 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 so she, this Virginia, she she's apparently the you know the reports out there that she had signed some sort of a, an agreement and was paid some money by Prince and but well paid some money to basically shut up, and Prince Andrew has been hopeful that that won't result in any kind of prosecution against him. Also seeing reports tonight that when this list comes out, um, there are indications that there will be some very high profile people on there who will be immune from some kind of prosecution. I'm not exactly sure why, but that would lead me to think that they must be very high ranking politicians or royalty or something where they will have some sort of diplomatic immunity untouchable by the law. 
Yeah, there's the key, the diplomatic immunity. As an ambassador of a nation, you've got the diplomatic immunity. But the royal family in, Can in not Canada, in, in England pretty much have kind of not disowned him, but definitely shoved him off into a corner. You go sit down, shut up, mm -hmm. put the dunce hat on. We don't want to see or hear from you. Uh, till this all blows over. So they pretty much admitted it, uh, it, which you may as well. We all know. We all know. <laughs> now, there was one thing. I, I was watching a little bit of Alex Jones today, and he said something that kind of just stuck with me today. He said that he won't even trust the list because he's saying that it could be corrupted, that the lettered agencies might just add a name. They might just add Donald Trump's name here or there to, you know, cause a problem. So he's saying, how do you even, how can you even believe what they are going to put out there? So that begs the question, do you think Alex Jones has a legitimate point or is he just trying, is this like a preemptive strike by him to run cover for Trump in the because he or, knows that his name is likely else. to be on there. Yeah, no, I, I again, you know, Alex Jones deals in some great facts sometimes, and it's an an obvious legitimate concern with all the weaponization of the alphabet agencies we've seen in the United mm -hmm. States. So, is that a possibility? Absolutely, it's a possibility. I don't think they even need to go that far, though. I've already said John Doe number 35. All they got to do is try to hint, well, John Doe 35 is really Donald Trump, and people will buy it, right? Yeah. So, but I, I'm more worried the other way. Certain names will be removed. Now, maybe certain other names will be put in to replace because you got to keep that uh, total, that uh, the count right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I don't doubt there could there could be some substitution, which is why I say, judge, if you're serious, you gave the order. It's time for you, you to get off your ass and put it on your court site as the list, the actual list that came out of the court. So no funny games. Put it up. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of being Clinton-assided yourself? And we're told that Bill Clinton's name is definitely on the, All on over the flight logs. Yeah. But again, oh, oh, Bill just loved the steak on the island. He just went there for steak dinners. Yeah. Don't you know, Rick, what's the matter with you? How dare you impugn the character of the Clintons? <laughs> God, I hope people don't read the transcript and blow that out of context. <laughs> and and you're not surprised that this did not was not released today? No, not not really, no. Again, there's a whole lot of people that are going to continue to dodge, deflect, distort, distract, deny, and, you know, anything to block it, which is why, again, judge, you ordered it, you see they're stalling, put it on the court site. 
There's one person that can fix this overnight. The judge that ordered it. Do it. Do it. What are you waiting on? What is the problem? Or again, are you afraid of being Epsteined yourself? Mm-hmm. How much of an impact do you think this is likely to have on the presidential election? Very little. Uh, I'm I'm more worried or hopeful that it will impact some House and Senate races. Mm. You know, Gifrey as well as as has indicated that she did meet Bill Clinton on the island but made no allegations of any kind of wrongdoing. So there's no hard he evidence. Was there. He was just there for a steak dinner. How many times have I got to say that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the thing is... That's what they'll try to peddle, though. You know they will. <laughs> you know, but here's the thing. Regardless of where they went, you know, some of these high-profile politicians, celebrities, whoever, they, they only flew, say, domestically. They didn't actually go to the island, but they, they took rides on this guy's plane, right? In, including RFK Jr. What that says to me is... As if there was this, a mile-high club sex yeah, going on Yeah, well, there's there. a club, right? It's like they all know each other. Yeah. They're all hanging out. They're all going to the same parties. They, you know, you, you see pictures from the past of uh, Trump with the Clintons, now he's over here. He's running over there. That it, makes you know. my point about the selfies Epstein has with him at the millionaire billionaire rubbing elbow party clubs. Yeah. You know, they all rubbed elbows with each other. So there are some legitimate names that could be explained away. I, I don't want to discount that. But the majority, that's why so many are saying, and it's true, what really matters is his official client list. That is what really matters. Now, you know, she saw Clinton there, but saw no wrongdoing. Obviously, the guy who had an affair and stuck a cigar up an intern's, woo-hoo! Uh, yeah, no, he wouldn't be there for underage sex. Obviously not. But I, thank goodness for her, she clearly at least wasn't his. She wasn't a pudgy brunette. Oh, sorry, Monica. <laughs> well, just for the record, um, I just didn't have enough clout to, to be offered any kind of ride on anybody's jet. So, yeah, me neither. Um, you know, I in fact, during the pandemic, I wasn't even allowed to get on a city bus. So that shows you how much power and leverage I have out there and the kind of crowd I run with. <laughs> oh man uh, you you shouldn't give away your mode of transportation because <laughs> now you're vulnerable my friend <laughs> <laughs> i didn't need the bus i i, I have I, I do have an automobile so i drive around in that oh. so do you, do you th- I, I i don't know what to make of the, the the list not being released today there was a lot of uh, fanfare about it you know, coming down today, and then it just didn't happen. Yeah. So. Well, let me mention Madison Cawthorn again, why they tried to destroy him. He, like Santos, Santos is booted, not because he lied his way into office. They all do it all every election cycle. 
But because once he got there, he started talking some inconvenient truth like Madison Cawthorn did, too. So he had to be destroyed. It had nothing to do with the D or the R. It had to do with the deep state. As Madison Cawthorn said, all the rampant drug and sex orgy parties going on. You, we just got a hint, that tip of the iceberg the other day, that idiot that had got butt-fucked in the Senate conference room uh, was loud and proud about it on his social media. He thought, it, he thought it was okay because it is okay in D.C. He, he made the fatal flaw of uh, not understanding of what happens in Vegas stays, needs to stay in Vegas, as the saying goes, right? Yeah, and so tonight as well, we're seeing, well, I don't know exactly what this story is about, but there are reports out there that uh, the FBI has thousands of videotapes related to the Epstein case that now people are calling for the release of those as well. Release it all. Uh, you know, it's like, I'm not a Julian Assange fan, but... His WikiLeaks was good. Now, I, I, I call him a traitriot, right? He Part tra traitor, part patriot, just like Snowden. A lot try to call him a patriot. Well, he was a traitor too. Both him and Assange got Americans and Canadians and our allies, troops and others, and spies killed. But indeed, uh, they both have some important government information that they needed to expose. They go too far. They went over the line, exposed the corruption, while at the same time not getting our damn allies killed. You know, I, I, I have so many people on the program who are so adamantly pro Assange. Julian Assange. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've always stood back and I've said, uh, I don't think I know enough. I don't I don't have enough information on the documents. Did um, I explain it in a way that makes yes. sense to you? Yeah, yeah. There needs to be red lines, right? There's sometimes lines you just, yeah, I, I get it. And I want you to expose deep state corruption. I get that. I want that. But at the same time, I don't want to aid in a better fucking enemies. Mm -hmm. Come on. Uh, what? You, you want to help Putin? You, you want to help the Ayatollahs? You want to help Xi? You, you wanted to help Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan? Really? Really? That's a traitor. That's not a patriot. So, traitriot, a lot of people, I, I don't know who coined that, and I, I think it's a perfect label. Uh, they were a patriot till they crossed that line and got people on our side, real people fighting for other people's freedoms, killed. Yeah, we should have a, long, a, a, a broader discussion on this another night, maybe. I... <sighs> 
I wrestle with it, right? Because I I want the rule of law. I want laws upheld. I don't want people breaking laws. I understand how there can be a greater good at times, but at the same time, you have to be oh, careful what you yeah. ask for or try to justify, because if you start to justify the breaking of laws, now you're on a slippery slope. And, yeah. you know, if you're saying, oh, it's OK to break the law over here, if the the end justifies the means, if you know, as long as you got something out of that, that is uh, if you broke into that government computer database and, and stole these files and then gave it to a journalist or any, you know, somebody, it's okay to do that as long as it's some good came out of it. But I'm not so sure that that's a proper answer because in, in, in any case, you know, it's like a law was broken. Yeah. Okay. The government broke a law too, but there has to be another way to get that information out. If you know, it's sitting there, uh, there's gotta be a process in place to get that um, rather than theft outright yeah, theft yeah. or espionage or uh, yeah, I, I, I really wrestle with that. As a journalist, I, I'm not encouraging anybody to go out there and, uh, and steal government documents to give them to me so I can expose corruption. I don't really want people doing it that way. Yeah, two things. Think yeah. JFK files, right? I, I understand you all heard me enough by now to know I am very anti-big fascist federal government. I'm for smaller, localized control government. But, 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 uh, I know plenty of military guys too. I understand there is indeed the need because we have enemies for military and state secrets at times for a time. But JFK files, uh, everybody's dead. The time to release all that is now. So, you know, that that's a, an absurd uh, overreach on their part. So, yeah, we need to expose as much as we can while at the same time I can understand. I, I forgot there was another. Oh, oh, Watergate, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, they were so bad. Burn, Woodward and Bernstein, oh my God, Emmys, Pulitzers, they exposing, right, truth to power. But when Obama and Hitlery spied on the Trump campaign, Watergate, Watergate, ah, nothing to see here. Just move right. along, move along. That's exactly right. Yeah. Double standard for sure. A hundred percent. Okay. Um, anything else you want to say about the, the Epstein situation? Uh, no, not really. But it, it is, again, it's not surprising. They're going to draw it out. You've all heard me say it now. People in the U.S. audience flood social media. The judge needs to put the court documents on her court site. Enough games. You can't wait on somebody else to do it. Do it. And patriots, surround her. Keep her safe. I'm saying right now, that judge didn't kill herself. Oh, my God. And that's 
that's a big part of this whole story too and and what's going on is all of the you know people are saying i don't think jeffrey epstein is dead i think he's still alive and no he's working at the burger king with elvis and jim morrison yeah <laughs> <laughs> now i mean his the the, the circumstances surrounding his death highly suspicious oh, yes i do i think he was murdered me personally yes Seth Rich, clearly, murder. Yeah, right. There was a robbery, but no money was taken. Yeah, oh, please. What, what? Oh, God, what was the original Clinton guy that was going to turn on him that supposedly Van, Van, uh, that supposedly suicided in the park. Oh, I can't think of his name again. People in the chat, you know who I'm talking about. But uh, the uh, attorney uh, that was found dead in the park and ruled a suicide shot in the back of the head or whatever. Uh, oh, come on. Oy, the number of people who wind up dead around the Clintons is... you. Know, me and Rick getting hit by lightning in the next five minutes simultaneously. That kind of odds, those many people, that close to the Clintons, all committing suicide or being murdered accidentally or coincidentally. <laughs> yeah, so let's take another break and uh, we'll come back on the other side and talk about some other stuff. <laughs> Don't go I'm going to try and go, duck to go that fact about the, the guy in the park. I can't think of his name. I'll use the break to look for that. Okay. Reset. Mainstream media lies. Now more than ever, independent voices are needed. Donate now at freedomreporters.com. That's freedomreporters.com. Maverick News. The antivirus program for your mind. Okay, you ready to talk about other stuff? Uh, yeah, just a minute. Let me finish my whiteboard so I could put up. Vince Foster did not kill himself at Fort Marcy Park. Yes, I said it. I even wrote it down. There it is in print. It must <laughs> be true then. 
<laughs> hey, I said it on the internet. It's got to be true. That's right. <laughs> I said it on Maverick News, so you do know it's true. So what do you make of the resignation of Harvard's President oh. Claudine Gay on charges of plagiarism? Yay! And, uh, um, and anti-Semitism. My reaction, yay! That gay went away! <laughs> I even rhymed it for you. <laughs> yeah, what a uh -huh. joke. For the plagiarism alone, she should have been gone. Anyone going to school there now should automatically... Uh, just plagiarize the hell out of anything and everything they write. And if they get called on it, uh, look, you didn't fire gay for plagiarism. You made excuses for it. It's clearly okay for us to do this at Harvard still. Yeah. And um, that's the second university president to step down. What was her name? Um from, I think it was University of Pennsylvania. Um, U Penn, Liz, yeah. Liz Miguel. Also Gonzo. Go to hell, Liz Miguel. I coined another rhyme for you. <laughs> Are you concerned about the, um, the mood out there because of the Israel, Israeli-Hamas conflict and the protests in the streets? And Well, I, I am concerned about that, but I want to take a different... Act. Uh, I'm hearing others starting to talk about this, and they need to. Is this finally, finally the beginning of the cracks of the woke tardism and the diversity, inclusion, and equity, like we call it in Michigan? We call it die, not D E I, die, because it's cultural Marxist attempt at murdering our culture. So it's all about die. And is this finally, finally some cracks and people being fired over this stuff? Are we finally going to see that pendulum start to come back? Let's hope. Hmm. Dave Elaborate on that. Explain a, a little bit more clearly what, what you're well, usually, saying. Well, usually there are something goes so far to an extreme that people finally get past that boiling point. Even if they're a frog in the pot, you know, you bring it to the soul boil so it doesn't jump out and it allows you to boil yeah. it. They're waking up to the boiling water and saying, uh-uh, time to go back the other direction. The pendulum often swings between extremes and people are saying we may maybe hopefully finally reach that tipping point uh i sure hope so i sure hope so uh, a lot of younger people are starting to revolt uh, the polling is showing that pushback is finally like i think long overdue finally happening Sorry, push back against wokeism. Okay, and that relates to the whole PC thing and 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 the anti-Semitism. Uh, 
they're supposedly always calling out racism, sexism, thisism, thatism, phobia this, phobia that, phobic, yeah. phobic. But anti-Semitism? Oh, nothing to see here. No problem. Hmm. From the river to the sea. Yeah, we're okay with genocide, which is why Gay had to resign. So finally, that double standard, that hypocrisy, that the left never means what the hell they say, is finally reached a tipping point, and people finally awakening from this woke stupor they've been in. Interesting. Interesting. I... Yeah, look at the polls. A lot of younger people are supporting Trump. Now, yeah. they're, they're worried, well, a lot of older seniors cave to fear porn about uh, these narratives of what Trump is not going to do. But uh, they're saying a lot of boomers are coming behind Biden, but younger. So if the older boomers were to stay with Trump and the younger folks were to go to Trump, it would be a Reagan landslide. So explain again there yeah. would be so many votes they couldn't cheat enough to do it we we know that the statistics show there are many precincts and counties where 110% of the people voted you never get anywhere close to 80% of registered voters voting let alone a hundred and ten percent of the entire populace voted. Yeah, right. Uh -huh. As if that isn't fraud and cheating. But again, if all these people would get off their ass and vote, they wouldn't be able to cheat. Or the cheating would be so obvious because in a nation of 330 million, if there's a total of 400 million votes cast nationwide, uh-oh, we've got a problem. There's a little bit too obvious cheating going on. <laughs> but back to this issue of, you know, Israel, Palestine, and the protests and the streets, and the, I'm, I've, I mean, I've been witnessing, I think, a huge shift in public attitude. Um, it seems to me, Palestine, Hamas, they are winning the public relations war. I said the other night that I think that Netanyahu made a, a really big mistake in going in and um, being so aggressive uh, with, with his response. The, the level of casualties is unacceptable. He's lost the support of so much of the world as a result of his response to it because, in, in my view... The uh, Hamas is using the Palestinian people as pawns and en engaging in um, a public relations exercise by allowing the they when they attacked on October 7th, they knew that they would get this <clears throat> heavy handed response from Israel. They were counting on it. And as a result, they are martyring every single dead Palestinian and especially the children. And as a result, Israel the has lost the children. 
the children that Hamas is using as human shields. Yeah. But yet, yeah. And, you know, these anti-Semites were always going to make this shit up. Israel's got to do what it's got to do. This is its only chance to root that out. And guess what? They're going to go into Lebanon, too, when they're done with Gaza. They've got to. They cannot allow this to continue. If once Iran has a nuke, they give it to Hezbollah or Hamas, uh, that's the end of Israel. They have to do this now, and the anti-Semites were always going to lie and use any excuse. They literally are out there calling, stop the genocide of the Palestinians. Really? Really? There are six million Jews there. There are a billion Muslims all around there, but somehow this little speck a dust in the Middle East is genociding the Palestinians. And, of course, Israel really disguised IDF troops and raped and murdered and beheaded their own children. That's even when a leftist will admit a ch children were beheaded and women were raped. A lot of them are even just saying, oh, that's all deep fake video. None of it happened. A lot of them still say Israel attacked the hospital. The errant Hamas rocket that landed in a parking lot next to a hospital was Israel destroying and murdering hundreds of innocent Palestinians. It didn't happen. Even CNN admits it didn't happen. But they're still repeating it. So those nets are going to say whatever anyway. So I say, you go, BD. And you know, there are Jews for Palestine. These are all just anti-Netanyahu people. Convenient opportunity to attack Netanyahu because they lost the election. That's what that's about, internal Israeli politics. Most of these people, I sure hope, aren't that dumb. That's like, but I do believe Americans are this dumb. The Rainbow Alphabet Mafia crowd with the queers for Palestine. Are you really that fucking stupid? Do you not know they toss gays? from five-story buildings, plunging them to their death. Do you not know they bury gays up to their heads in sand and stone them to death? But you're out there with your queers for Palestine sign. I want to go fund me. I want to send you there. Uh, Take well. that sign over there, please. I'm begging of you. You morons need a lesson in reality. And if you make it out alive, hopefully you'll be red-pilled. If you don't make it out alive, it's a win-win. <laughs> How do you think this war is going to impact the elections here in Canada and the United States? Uh, is this well, going to be the issue? Well, Biden, I don't think, wants it to be because Biden is getting a lot of leftist pushback that he's supporting Israel too much. 
while at the same time so many others are saying, you're not supporting our ally. He's trying to, of course, like a leftist always tries, to have it both ways. So he really doesn't want this as an issue because it's a lose-lose. No matter what, if he's seen being pro-Palestinian, he loses. If he's seen being too much pro-Israeli, he loses. You know who's lost, I think, a lot because of this is RFK Jr. I think this is the issue that really just cut him off at the knees. Pushed him off the map. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. the mo a, a huge group of the, I would say his, his left wing base, they abandoned him in order so that, so that they could go and join forces with the fascists. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and you're right. I mean, irony of irony, you'd yeah. think Jewish Democrats would then gravitate to RFK. JFK was so pro-Israeli, uh, you know, and, and or abandon the Democrats entirely. Trump, after all, what, five presidents before him promised to uphold American law that we would move the embassy to Jerusalem, one president did it, that was President Trump. But yet a lot of Jewish Democrats are still going to vote for Joe Biden, who through Iran is funding the people who attacked Israel, are the anti-Semites, are the ones on the campuses saying, we want to kill Jews everywhere. They're not even couching it anymore. They're literally saying it. But there are some Jews like, oi, I don't know. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. What are you, dumb? <laughs> well, that's how they're portraying Israel now, right? It's, it's very interesting. It's amazing, really, the, the, how effective the... They've been when I say they, I would say the um, the fascocrats, the uh, the just even foreign governments, whoever flipping the narrative. So now the the Jews are the Nazis. I know. Like, oh, 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 God! I've I've got to I've got to bring this up and share my screen if this is gonna work. Uh, let me get it real quick. Open Explorer, not terrorist tracks. I want my pictures. Uh, scrolling, scrolling real quick. Oh, where the hell is that? Come on. Come on. I need that real quick. Well, let me explain it. While, uh, yeah. I mean, they're literally showing the left pictures of Netanyahu with a Hitler mustache. I, I, I mean, seriously, are you people so completely clueless? I, I'm having, I can't find it or I, I'd bring that. I, I said it, you know, in the me, I showed the picture. And then underneath, I said, these people are like fish. You know, they have gills. They swim around in the idiocy and propaganda of the left. In fact, like a fish... If you literally took them out of the water, they couldn't exist in the open air of reality. They can't process the oxygen. So, I mean, they are literally anti-Semites calling for the death of Jews that B.B. is Hitler, acting like Hitler. I, I, 
Up is down, left is right, inside out. It's this is bizarro Orwell world. <laughs> I'm gonna put a put that link to the Epstein story on our Maverick News website with the at the bottom of the article you will see there's a, a PDF that you can download and that's that whole huge um, document dump that we have access to there it is right there i put it in that chat i'll put it over here in the uh, the rumble chat as well so epstein documents <clears throat> now you do have to download it it's a pdf not a huge file in terms of um you know file size but I th there's tons and tons and tons of pages in there so it's all yours for the taking, folks. And uh, you can make of that what you will when you when you go through it. And we shared some of it with you here tonight. Um, I don't know. I I don't know, Joseph. Um, what do you want to what do you want to wrap up with here tonight? Any final thoughts? Uh, no, not nothing that I can uh, think of. I was trying to get in, trying to get into my Instagram, even in, in the window in the Chrome browser. For some reason, it's not letting me into my Instagram account because I have that BB uh, meme in my Instagram. I could have scrolled to that, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's oh, bizarro world. I mean, really, Orwell his. It's like I say, uh, terrorstrikes.info slash quotes page. I say this about Orwell because uh, I mentioned Animal Farm in Terror Strikes. If Orwell were alive today and writing a sequel to Animal Farm, the line, you know, the line, some pick animals are traded more equal than others. Well, today it would be some animals get more equity special rights and dispensation than other animals. That's off topic of anything we discussed here today, but that's, that's what we're looking at. Special classes, special privileges. I mean, this is Orwell's animal farm in a way that certain pigs are getting specialized treatment over all the other animals. Yeah, well... We are living in Orwellian times. We sure are. Very true. <laughs> and our coverage of the Epstein Black Book list will continue in the days ahead. Hopefully we we get that list tomorrow or very soon. The judge um, didn't kill herself. The judge didn't kill herself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Joseph, I, I just want to say thank you again for, for joining us on the program tonight. Appreciate your work and your contributions here. And uh, one more time, give people the plug. How can they find your work and where can yep. they buy your yep. book, Terror Strikes? Yeah, love, love you, brother. Thank you. Take care. God bless. Thank you again so much for having me on again. As you can see, I'm wearing the Detroit Bureau of the Mavericks new shirt. And yeah, terrorstrikes.info. You can see it at the top of my banner there or josephmleonard.us. You can see that at the bottom. Either of those places are the 
easiest, quickest, best ways to find me. I mentioned Instagram. I'm at Detroit on virtually every social media platform except X where Detroit still suspended Elon. Hello, I thought it was a free speech site now. So I'm at Jay Leonard author there. I'm Martin Keeler on fascist book because Joseph M. Leonard has been banned for years there too. But normally at Jay Leonard Detroit on, you know, Getter, uh, that parlor's not around anymore, Uh, Truth, uh, you know, all the usual places at Jay Leonard Detroit, YouTube, Rumble, BitChute, Brighteon, my channel at Jay Leonard Detroit on any of those. Look up the Gray Areas episode that Rick was on on my YouTube channel. All right. There you go. Thank you very much, Joseph. And thank you, everybody, for joining us on the program. I'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Maverick News Channel, where we have the antivirus programs for your mind. Catch you on the flip side. This has been a Maverick Multimedia Productions.